Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? I want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. And today's guest is going to be Kimberly Lechnick. And I can't wait to start talking to her about all the amazing things she does. And she's one of those people that you meet on the path. And she has a program called Intentional Pathways by Design. How are you doing, Kimberly? I'm doing great, David. How are you? I'm doing well. Can't complain. We've met each other in so many different rooms and things like that, all online. And I, I'm like, you're really such a special person. You and I have actually run some clubhouse rooms at, at times, and we've been with some other people. And I just like the way that you think, and you talk about empowerment. And I know your specialty is empowering women. So I'd love to hear how you got into that. Oh, thanks so much, David. You're absolutely right. You know, um, empowerment is really a passion for me. Um, I think it's one of those gifts that God has given me. Um, And how I'm doing that currently and how it started was I, when I first started my journey uh, in coaching, right, you know, because I was looking at ways I could serve at a higher level, you know, um, I think you and you can identify with this, you know, we're givers, right? You know, um, we're absolute givers. So what I thought my journey was going to be, um, that I was just going to coach a few people, it ended up to be so much more God had different plans. And so I started out my journey, one of the things was being part of a networking, a local networking, uh, community. And that networking community ended up evolving into an opportunity for me to be uh, uh, the relationship concierge for the community. And that's where the empowerment journey really got started. How long have you been doing it? Oh, my goodness. I opened my practice in August of 2018. Um, So it's been it's been since then. But really, honestly, I feel like it started so long ago. You know how that goes. We all have a story. Yeah, no, and that's what it is. It's our story, and that's what some of the pieces we'd love to uh, have you share with us. I know there's times that when I've finished something, and then all of a sudden you look back and you, you realize how the, the path of our journey has gone. So I'm sure that through your journey, you didn't necessarily to expect to be here. But now when you look back at all the way that you've traveled, what are some of the things that you've experienced and learned? Oh my gosh, David, <laughs> that, that, that's terrific. That's a, a fantastic question. And I have to say that it brings me back to that moment when I was 15 and, you know, my family was challenged with how to, you know, put those dynamics for a strong foundation together. Right. So, um, one day I found myself in bed, right? And I didn't come from a religious family. Um, my grandmother was Catholic. My grandfather was Jewish. Um, so they kind of didn't give religion to their kiddos. So, you know, a generation further, I didn't have 
um, that connection. I did have friends where I did go to church, but I found myself one night looking up and saying, you know what? Oh my gosh, God, you know, like, I don't know what to do, but I certainly know that I can't take this anymore. And when people say that they don't believe, uh, I, I beg to differ because it is clear to me um, that in that moment when I woke up that next day, um, I really realized, you know, he, he gave me signs, took me on a path, so to speak, um, saying, you know what, you focus on others, your problems will be so very small. And, and he was absolutely right. Yeah, and, and that's that part that, uh, I guess, in the title, right? Intentional Pathways by Design. And it's once you put that intention. And we and that's sort of what I was talking about. You know, you might not have realized the path that you were put on, but then when you start looking back, you can see all the threads weaving together. So it sounded like a, you also had a Phoenix moment, a, a moment of, you know, where things were not going so well. And then by accepting for you, the, the grace of God or, or the belief of God, you, you found it. Could you explain to that, us a little bit about that instance? Well, it, like I said, it's it was really simple. I mean, it was simple in that moment, right, that I was open to it, you know, that I was open to getting help from, from God who I didn't really have a relationship with. You know, that's huge, right? You know, but I was willing to accept that help. And really, it took me on a path where... I went, you know, to school and I quickly had found a position and he had given me a position in a local childcare center because he, you know, in hindsight, he wanted me to learn. He wanted me to learn that there are many different ways that families function. But in hindsight now where I'm at, when I look back, I see that it was kind of like a boot camp, right? It was like a boot camp where he was saying, you know, I want you to study this, study this. This is, this is why I created you. Now, in that moment, I didn't realize that. I didn't really realize that. And even there's times along the way that I forgot it, mm-hmm. right? I forgot that, right? But the place I'm in now I will never forget it. I will absolutely never forget it because that's why I'm here. That's why he created me. No, that's beautiful because that's exactly once you know your purpose or among your purpose, that doesn't mean your purpose is going to be like this in five years. I'm sure it'll be fine-tuned. And, you know, the thing is, is once you level up, you can't go back to the beginning. And that's when I talk about the Phoenix is – it's not always to go back to ashes. You might have more ashes in your life, but if you keep going back to the same ashes, that's not growth. That's actually the definition, as, as Einstein would say, of, of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So how do you push out your, your empowerment? How do you have the ideas on doing things differently? As you move forward. So currently, one of the ways, you know, I mentioned that I love both first uh, business and personal relationships. Um, one of the ways is I am so passionate about supporting that purpose driven entrepreneur. So I created a community. Um, I had mentioned that I was the relationship concierge for a fantastic community um, that's still out there. Um, 
But I transitioned because I found that, you know, God wanted me to shift a little bit and he wanted me to create my own community because he had me going in a different direction. So I'm focused in on that purpose-driven entrepreneur, that entrepreneur that is just like me, that realize their purpose and they're really pushing forward. And we are a community that is small but mighty right now. So that's one of the ways that I'm supporting um, entrepreneurs um, on the business side. And then personally, I'm focused on that corporate woman. Um, I'm focused on the corporate woman and helping her um, create more mindful relationship um, with her spouse. Um, So I love both sides of the coin and there's so much more, but we'll leave it at that for the moment. Yeah, sure. Because uh, it's finding that balance, Uh, you know, when, you know, a working parent, a working woman, a woman, a working anything, a living being, you need to find that right balance. So how are some of the things that you, how you find your right balance? Great question. I meditate. (laughs) I meditate. um, And that comes in many forms. I love dancing. Um, I love dancing. So that's a form of meditation for me. I actually do guided meditation. And I have a community of meditators, actually, that, again, um, that we're growing. And um, so I do that. Um, I also... um, I journal and I have a gratitude practice and that really helps ground me, right? That really helps ground me Um, in those moments when I feel like I may go off the rails. I I come back to who I am at my core and it never fails me. Yeah. Being your most authentic self is always the way that's going to go. You know, I, I, that was one of the things that I keep learning is and that's how I do when I do my meditation are the things I'm doing. Is it feeding my ego or is it feeding my purpose? And if it's feeding my ego, I need to move away from those things because my ego has never gotten me uh, anywhere good. You know, so that's uh, one of those things. So how do you find that balance? Because that's that bring a bat moment. You know, also that's what it really means. It's finding those non-negotiables and those boundaries within the life because people will take advantage, you know, as a empath and people who want to help. So how do you find that? Well, I find it. And again, I had mentioned when I was a younger person, you know, God was always walking with me, but I didn't always lean into that. Right. I found my relationship with God. I was always running around like a petulant child, you know, running away from him. Um, Well, now he's grabbed me and he's got me and, That's how I do it. That's how I do it. And, you know, we can talk about many of those Phoenix moments after that, right? Because I've had many of them where I get broken down. And, but at the end of the day, continuing to study um, what he wants me to study, which is the truth. Um, and not focus on what's going on externally is really helping me around, you know, because it helps me lean into the character of who I truly am. Because again, we go back to that foundation. My foundation didn't start strong, like many of us, right? You know, it's not a complaint, it's a truth, right? You know, and that's one of the things that I love to lean into is that I am a truth seeker. 
There's a difference between saying that you know everything to be true and being a seeker of the truth. So that is something that really, really helps me ground. And when I'm going off the rails, which I have gone off the rails, right? We're human. We go off the rails. It's who I am at my core and who God tells me I am that is the truth, right? Not what everyone around me is chit-chatting about, because when we're focused on what everybody else is saying about us, we're, we're moving away from the truth. We're moving away from the truth. We need to stay grounded in the truth. And the only one in my instance that knows the truth is God for me. And God tells me I am his girl and um, hashtag God's girl. And that is what I lean into. That's awesome. So it sounds like you acknowledge that you have those Phoenix moments. And what do you do when you, when you're experiencing any Phoenix moment or, the, or your last Phoenix moment where you, hmm. you, you felt like you couldn't get up? Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly how it feels. That's exactly how it feels. It feels like you can't get up. Right. And when I go back to that moment when I'm 15 and I realized that I, I was down and there was ashes all around me, I got back up then and there's nothing nobody is going to do to push me down where I'm not going to get back up. I, I'm crying in the shower. I'm screaming. I'm yelling like everyone else. But at the end of the day, especially now that I know that I have a purpose, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. You know, nobody said that we can't share emotions and we can't get angry and we can't, when we realize we're being taken advantage of, for instance, we realize that we're being taken advantage of or that someone's intentions, I know you mentioned that, someone's intentions aren't genuine. That's the world. That's the world. But what you can do for yourself is you can walk away from that because that's not for you. Yeah, no, and that's the empowerment part, and that's the that's the really important parts that we all have to understand. But that grounding, to be able to ground, and you know, that's why grounding is really important. And so, some of the ways, and I also know, uh, or you used to be uh, a sipologist uh, in, in your tea. So I'd love to hear about because I know that's a that's a very soothing and grounding piece as well. Well, actually, yes, yes. Um, so I just recently partnered with a company, um, Sophology. And so I'm a Sophologist and um, it's a tea company based in Canada. And the reason why I did that is because I was looking for a tea company that I um, could add to my tea and meditation community. Um, it's very important, very, um, very uh important for me to, to really use my senses and to teach others that, you know, there's so much power in using our senses. And so teas, right, when we're meditating, we're adding that to um, that grounded, connected feeling. It's really, really powerful. So that's kind of where that came from, you know, my love for tea and, and my longing to have um, uh, a tea that we could um, utilize um, in our community. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that uh, so much because I know when I've meditated and have a nice cup of tea in the morning or, uh, you know, something that's going to be adding to that value. And I really do enjoy that you mentioned about using our five senses. Uh, that's one of the books actually coming out next year. Uh, it's a cartoon version for, for myself, uh, Mr. 5S. 
uh, which is talks about the senses and things like that. How do you engage all your five senses or make sure that you balance the right to make sure that, that when you want to be grounded? You know, that's a great um, question. And I want to use this example that I just used in this holiday season. So, you know, in a season where we're all trying to to kind of really make sense of what's going on, and especially those of us that have children and are looking for ways that we can heighten our holiday experience. Um, I had connected, I have a friend and she had posted um, a potpourri recipe. And so talking about holiday spirit, you know, where I'm looking to search for how I'm going to create this holiday experience for my family, for my children, mainly, you know, I was looking for ways that I could ground myself and really create that strong foundation in the spirit of the holiday. So um, I put that potpourri together, some cranberries, some orange, some cinnamon, um, uh, lemon, and and boiled that up. And that was a way that I could utilize my sense of smell, right? Um, I utilized my sense of smell and that was so grounding. It was such a beautiful way for me to really fill the home with spirit and joy um, and really create a memory right? We, we often think that our memories that we create have to be grand, right? But really at the end of the day, they don't. Because when my children get older, it's going to be that smell, the smell of the fresh Christmas tree for the first time, because this is our first year with a fresh Christmas tree. And the smell of that potpourri and saying, you know, how do I associate the holidays. I associate that with the sense of lemon and cranberry. And again, nature, nature is so grounding. And so where we often go off the rails and feel like it has to be some grand gesture, it really doesn't. It's just incorporating those five senses and really looking for simple ways that we can create you know, in this case, a holiday experience. Yeah, no, and that's the the part that we work really hard at. And when you're able to take it all in and using your five senses, and it, it is creating those memories, uh, you know, both good and bad. If you keep stubbing your toe getting out of bed in the morning, you're going to remember to do that. But also, you remember the smells, the sights, the way people make you feel. And that's what really creates the memories. It's not the, the present. We can't remember every present we've received uh, as children or even as adults, but you'll remember the feeling that you had from that person, and that's the part that you, know, you take away from. Now, as we're talking about grounding, uh, I do always talk about the R's in our life because earth and heart are the same letters rearranged differently, and I would ask you right now, do you have a special R that you'd like to share with us uh, in your life? So you're saying in, re- in relation to the earth, in relation to the heart? In relation to the word R. So in relation, you, you can use any word you want. So relation would be one of those R's since you're a relationship guru. And so it, but it doesn't have to be relationship. 
I like to kind of throw everybody the opportunity to think about their R's. So like sometimes I'll be a renegade or a rebel, uh, and sometimes I'll be more, you know, resilient because that's what we want to do. So that's, those are just some suggestions for you. Uh, you don't have to pick those. Pick whatever re- resonates with you. Um, well, for me, um, resilience is a really big part of my life, actually. Um, and I'm glad, like many of the R's, I'm sure, I'm glad that I spent time, again, um, cultivating the resilience. Because, again, resilience just didn't come out of the air. It came out of those moments, those Phoenix moments that you spoke about. It came out of those moments that I was able to build them. You know, it came out of those early character building experiences of having those early jobs, right? Um, It came from a lot of the experiences um, from the kind of the discombobulation of my early life. So I'm glad that I had those opportunities to develop that resilience because resilience is strong in my life. Um, You know, when I was, when I just said that, I thought of like, um, I'm not a Padawan learner, right? If we're talking about Star Wars, I'm not a Padawan learner when it comes to resilience. I, I have learned that very, very well. Um, relationships. Absolutely. Um, I'm just looking at my essence. I did this little exercise with a group um, early on. And it was this exercise where we all gathered and people would give you adjectives. They didn't know you, but they would give you adjectives to describe yourself. And they gave me all of these adjectives. And at the end of the day, what did what what was my purpose my purpose was home right everything all of my experiences everything that i've gone through was for the purpose of creating home family right so um speaking of another art that is that relationship piece because i am very passionate not only about my relationships now when i say that i'm not saying that everything's perfect, right? Because there is no perfection. There is absolutely no perfection in anything, but I am passionate about it. It doesn't mean I don't go off the rails. So I would have have to say relationship is really, really important to me. Again, friendships, personal relationships, um, uh, my clients, you know, um, business colleagues, um, potential collaborators, um, I so important to me. And I think I could go on and on about that. Um, but I, I'd say those are the two that are standing out at the moment. Yep. No, those, those are all good. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, hey, everybody. You know who it is. It's George Andriopoulos, the launch dad himself, the host of your favorite podcast on the planet. No offense to whatever show you're listening to right now, but you know it's true. I'm coming at you to tell you that we are back from winter hiatus and we are rolling deep in season three. This is the podcast about 
unconventional leadership, right? You listen to this thing, you hear stories of unconventional leadership. You hear about people that have gone through the struggles that you have gone through and they have come out the other side and attained the heights of leadership. And guess what? You can do it too. And that's what this whole show is about. Join us every single Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, all of the platforms. We are there. We are coming at you hardcore every single Monday with brand new episodes. We are a top 60, top 60, because we just broke 60 at some point. Apple Podcasts in the category of entrepreneurship. That means something, right? So come check us out every single Monday. We are produced by Launchpad 516 Studios, and you know that means it's good quality. Thanks for joining us, guys. I'm going to let you get back to this amazing show that you're listening to right now. Later, guys. You're listening to Peace, Love, and Bring It Back with me, Uncle Dave, Dave Schmetzky. From what I hear is during that group, you were able to receive, uh, you know, I, I, the the things, and that's the difference between accepting and receiving. Receiving is also with with compassion, with love, and hearing it in the best way possible. Versus accepting is sometimes a hard word because uh, acceptance, though you might have to accept a situation that you don't like, if you can see the message in it, and I, that's where we go back to that the Phoenix moments is seeing the messages that come into every moment in our life, both the negative as well as the more positive pieces. How do you do that? How do you able to see that through that a filter, uh, the, mo- the more positive pieces, so that way you're able to rebuild and reconnect with the positive messages and your faith? Well, David, it's not easy, and I'm not going to sit here and have a conversation with you and pretend that any of it is easy. It's willing to be broken down, right? It's it's that willingness to be broken down. It's the willingness to accept all parts of the situation, and that includes your part in it, right? That includes your part in it, because when we look at relationships, right, when we look at those relationships, there is two people. It takes two to tango. I love ballroom dancing. So that's a little (laughs) funny, funny thing on that one, but it takes two to tango and it absolutely does. Right. So if you're in a situation, you took a part in it. So it's that ability to be open to that and look at that. And again, that's where the journaling really is a powerful, powerful experience. And some of your listeners might be going, hey, I I just don't journal. I can't sit down with a pen and paper. There are so many with technology today, there are so many different ways you can journal. And they even have um, online apps like Penzo, where you can just journal. There are uh, apps where you can record. I really highly encourage it. Because what that does is it gets everything about that situation that you might be going through, it gets it out of your body, right? So some people say, oh, I can't accept it because I didn't get closure. I wasn't able to talk to that person about it. So, you know, I can't let go of it. Yes, you can let go of it. You can let go of it. You not only can let go of it, you need to let go of it. 
get it out, speak it out into your room, write a letter, rip it up, throw it away, do what you need to do. Um, but those are some of the things crying, right? Just getting all of your emotions out. You know, I'm a weeper. <laughs> I am yeah. a total weeper. <laughs> And that's one of the pieces of moving that energy. When we all talk about energy, it could be God energy, universe energy, whatever energy you want to talk about. It is moving about it because when we're damned, uh, means we're blocked. Not you know, in, in a, as a curse word, but it is a curse, right? It, it is a curse. If you're damned, if you're blocked, you're frustrated. Your frustration could come out in a number of different ways by not communicating. And communication is one of the strongest ways to, to do this. I mean, that's why these, these opportunities are good. And that among the, the goals of the podcast is really to make sure that we communicate. We hear how other people do it, not only to say, I can't do it, but to say that we can. Because the more people we have doing it, it's not trying, it's doing. There are so many opportunities that you could do. Uh, you know, when I work with my, with clients in, in groups and I tell them to write, you know, uh, their, their story or get their story out, you know, some people go, well, I, I'm not good at writing. I'm like, do you know how to write? Yes. And I go, I am not an English teacher. So if it's grammatically wrong, I don't care. If it's spelled wrong, I don't care. There's no grading. And we all need to understand that. But that was one of those things that you spoke about is having that permission to yourself to know that not every day is, is, a, is a great day. You're allowed to have bad days. Yes. You are you are so right, David. I mean, and to think that we all have perfect days um, is ridiculous. But does it should it really impede us from showing up? Right. You know, should it impede us from showing up whatever we have on our plates to do? No, it shouldn't. Because really, there's joy. Right. You know, so I often get asked, like, how come you're so happy? Like, why are you so joyful all the time? Well, I'm joyful because why not? I'm alive. I'm breathing. I have air in my lungs. You know, it doesn't mean I don't have problems, <laughs> but I'm not going to spew them all over someone. I'm not going to and, and you learn how to manage it. You manage the energy differently. So if you're frustrated with a situation, how much of the situation can you control? And then also it's a recollect another, you know, when you look back at what you could do differently. So even if you're not in that situation with that particular person, you can then still recalibrate to know what it wasn't don't has doesn't happen again, right? That's part of that Phoenix piece is don't go back to the beginning. This is not like that board game when we played, uh, you know, back to the front of the class or so shoots and ladders, right? You get to write ninety seven and then you hit the la- the the shoot and you're all the way back to one. No, we got to figure out how to not take such a long trip back and continue our growth in so many different ways. And what do you do to continue your growth? Oh, my goodness. I am always growing. So one of the things I'm currently doing is um, I'm creating a spiritual practice for myself. Um, So I have my gratitude journal, but now I also have a spiritual journal. And what that does is that allows me to really kind of grow spiritually, right? You know, and I like to think of it as being a piece of chewing gum when we're growing, right? You know, so we're stretching and we're stretching and stretching and we're just really, and you know that you're growing when you're uncomfortable, right? You know it because you can feel it. I know as an empath, 
can feel it in my body. When I, when I grow and I'm able to walk away from something, I know that's only because I put the effort in. It's because I have spent the time growing. So it's the spiritual practice right now is something that I'm really, really doing. And I'm not doing it once a week, twice a week. I'm doing it every single day, every single day. Again, it's not only helping me grow spiritually, it's helping me continue to stay centered and know what my truth is and stay on purpose. Because I think, again, it's very important. There's two reasons why we're here. One was when we were born. The second is, why are you here? And when you know those two things, anything else that doesn't fit into that isn't for you. Isn't for you. And when you are growing, however you are growing, and however you're doing it. But when you are in that growth process, it helps you say, oh, that's a weed. That's a weed. Yep. Pull it, get rid of it, and keep on mowing. Keep yep. on going. You got, you know, we've got a world to take care of. You know, um, we've got a world to take care of, and we need to keep on mowing. Well, that's exactly it. While you're on the path, uh, and, and a weed is not always bad. It just is an indicator of something that needs to be addressed, right? It, yes. it, it's, it, you know, there's some beautiful weeds, right? We, we all love yep. dandelions. And, and, and so a weed, uh, you know, is really could be helpful. It's an, it's an, identica, it's an identifier of what needs to be done differently uh, or that something else needs to be addressed, right? You would want a weed killer if you don't want weeds or the dandelions around your, your property. Now, I know we spent a lot of time, and speaking of the, uh, the cultivating piece, you've given us a lot of seeds. Were there any seeds you'd like to leave us with that we might let grow uh, in our own minds uh, as we leave? Find things that light you up. Now, that's different than knowing what your purpose is. But if you are someone that says, I'm not creative, I just those words, that's a sign that you need to explore creativity. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, David, I never thought that I would be writing a song. That's one of the things that I'm doing, you know, um, and I can't wait for everyone to hear it. Um, I'm so excited about it. Um, but again, I, I paint. Do I paint because I'm an artist? No, I don't do that, but it helps me release my emotions. So find those things that light you up. You know, if it's dancing, if it's painting, um, if it's golf, you know, golfing, is it um, woodworking? Is it, you know, volunteering? There's so many things in this world, right? But we're here to explore ourselves. So find those things that light you up. Do more of that. Um, and then also, don't feel like you have to cut people out. You do not have to cut people out of your lives. You, you, you absolutely don't. You can absolutely send them love. You can send them love. Um, you don't have to send them love directly, um, but you can absolutely send them love. So um, do that. Do that love more. How can you figure out how you can love more? And it doesn't have to be um, 
it doesn't have to be, you know, where you're, you're loving them in person. You can send them love, you know, you can send them love and, and know that when David and I were talking about weeds today, you have weeds and thank goodness you do have weeds. Um, thank goodness you do have those weeds because those weeds are teachable moments. They're teachable moments for you to grow. It hurts. And I'm going to be the first to tell you it hurts. It hurts like hell. Like your body sometimes can be on fire. But I'm telling you, when you get out of that, when you get through that, when you're done with it, Oh my God, it's a gift. So I, I know I rambled a little bit. Um, no, nah, nah, that, that was great. Uh, you know, that's, that's part of the things. And that's one of the things I, I really enjoy about you when, when you get there. And that to me, that's where that gift is, that gift from the universe, God. That's where you're like, once you tap into that right kind of vein, right? Boom. You, it just flows and it all makes sense. So it all, it, 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 that was amazing. Thank you so much. That was that was excellent. And so, how can people contact you? We'll, we'll put this in, in the notes. But how would you like us to contact you? I know you're on Clubhouse. You're on Facebook. So, where, where's the way that Kimberly would like us to contact her? <laughs> excellent. Um, I'd love for you to reach out to me on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, you can reach out if you want to find out more about becoming um, a member in our purpose-driven community, Empower Me Now. Um, would love to have you if you're a meditator. I'm in the tea and meditation community. We can have a conversation about that. But I can absolutely give you my connectors and would love to connect with your audience um, and love to talk about um, what's going on in their garden. I love the metaphor of gardening and I would love to talk about what's going on in their garden because I'm telling you, um, it is great. It is just a great place to be. Um, and I'm telling you, we have work to do. We have work to do. Yeah, no, that's fine. And and just to let you know, obviously I always talk about the the reason why I do that. It's, it's actually like a, paying homage to uh, the magic garden. I don't know if, if it was, it wasn't nationwide, but it was syndicate. You're nodding your head. So there was a TV show when I was growing up called the magic garden with two hippie women uh, who would sing and you, you got to Google it uh, and find it on YouTube. I know they're on YouTube and they're coming back. They're, they're in their seventies and they're trying to have a cartoon about it. It's all that same type of things we need to do. Uh, but it was great. Uh, it, it was just great. And I used to meet one of the uh, people, one of the women, because she lived in my neighborhood uh, We, we grew, in Sheepshead oh. Bay, yeah, uh, growing up. So you, you'd be like, oh, my God, there's Paula. You know, like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, you know it, 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 was, it was incredible. Uh, so that's why I, 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 I was going to say, let's go into the Magic Garden. Uh, but I, I've been planting seeds and, and talking about the Magic Garden. So that was perfect because I do believe that some of the knowledge we hear, and you've probably experienced the same thing, is that when we you, you hear something and it might not resonate with you at that moment, but maybe a day, two days, six months, six years, hopefully not that long, but it resonates. And you're like, oh, my God. I remember listening to Uncle Dave and Kimberly on this program and all this stuff hits me now. I can't tell you when, much like you, when you say God came into your life and you, you had to accept it and receive that message, he was in your life beforehand. And, you know, oh, it's... He was, 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I wish I had this picture, um, Dave, because it's a picture of me as a small child. Okay. And I looked at this picture many times. It wasn't until I really started to um, tune into my intuitive self that I saw a face, that there was a face, even at that age, I have been guided this whole entire time. There's no explanation for what I've experienced in my life. There's no explanation for me to be here I have not been on, you know, taking drugs, drinking alcohol, smoking, doing marijuana. There's no explanation other than the fact that God has been walking with me every step of the way. There has been, I might have been denying it. I might have been pushing it away, not leaning into it the way I should have but he has been with me every single time, every day of my life. And he has planned this out. He couldn't have planned it better. And I am so excited to know why I'm here, why I'm here, what I'm on a mission for. And it, it, it is just so beautiful. He's got my his arms wrapped around me and we have such a beautiful relationship. And I don't walk away and he doesn't chase me anymore. So I, I really do get grounded. That's another tip for your audience. Get grounded, grounded in your truth. Be on this journey for truth seeking. We need you. We need you now more than ever. We need you. We need you to do this. The work starts with you. Number one, we need you. We, need you. we love you. I love you. Um, I love you. And, and we really do need you because you were born with a purpose. That's excellent. Thank you so much. And uh, that's a perfect way to end it. And, you know, because we definitely spoke about some peace and love and that's how we really are going to end this with love, love more, love as much as you can love till it hurts because love does not hurt. And guess what? When you do love, find your peace and love, bring a bat to make those pieces of your life, those boundaries, knowing what you need to do, and use a bat to get those things that charge you up. It's not about violence at all. Find that sweet spot. When you swing a baseball bat and you hit the ball and you find that sweet spot, it feels good in so many different ways. And that's what I want you to do today is as you're leaving this episode, just make sure you have peace, love. And when you bring a bat, swing for the fences and find your sweet spot. Thank you so much. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Back. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidshemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp 
launchpad516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring it back for what you believe in. Namaste. Namaste.